Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Distinguished adventurers last time on Dungeon Drunks. With help from Bernie, Carlton is able to get the Belhaneth completely out of his head. Travancore realizes that all of the gold that glitters in this Belhaneth's cave are pretty much an illusion. And before the Belhaneth can return and cause more havoc, the crew leaves the cave. They continue down through the tunnel system until they finally see a little light up ahead and two figures talking in the distance. And that is where we pick up our episode, already in progress. So you come down um, until you can have a very good look at these goblins. And there are two of them. In the cavern that you're in, you can see that they're they're basically standing on, on each side of this cavern. And the cavern itself is making a slight right turn. Not enough that you can't see what's beyond it. But as you get within about 20 feet of these goblins, you can see it makes this right turn and the light gets a little bit brighter. And... Uh, I need Jonathan, Carlton, and Bernie to make perception checks. I just realized we said, oh, they speak common because they spoke to them in common. So this should be all right. But worst case scenario, they have a very telepathic bond. If they say they don't understand, I can translate. At least I rolled the one on the perception <laughs> check. <laughs> all right. Jonathan, why do you fail miserably to notice anything? So you know how when you are visible and salient, you can see your own nose. Like you're aware of like your eyelids, and everything else. Jonathan the Magimuscular has actually never cast Greater Invisibility on himself. So this is really weird. And he's like, he's as he's doing this, he's like, you and you guys here over the group chat, the fuck is my no? I, I can't blink. What are you doing? This is What's maddening. So no. I can't What's shut my eyes. What's wrong with you? You can blink. You I don't, you, just because you can see, see through your eyelids doesn't mean they're not wetting your eyes and keeping they them moist. They are, but they're not. They're not opaque anymore. Oh, my God. It's not going to last forever. <laughs> this is terrifying. Suck it up, buttercup. Bernie, what did you roll in your perception check? Bernie got a 13 to just cap. If, hold on. Let me roll a perception check for Coco Snoot just because why not? But he's not coming with you, you said. I don't care if he's coming with me. He rolls better than me. Nope. Okay, this time he got So he's, he's perceiving what's around me and Shadow and, and Bucks. I was about to say, yeah. Coco Snoot is like, there is burb on my head. Not Carlton, what did you get? Well, Carlton was like, well, Bernie knows best, so I'll just get a 13 like she gets. <laughs> Okay. So I also got a 13. <laughs> Jonathan, you are totally distracted. You are totally distracted by your lack of eyelids. And it's, it's free. It's, it's fucked up. It is. It would be really <laughs> weird. Bernie and Carlton, you do actually notice there is noise coming from down the hallway past the goblins that sounds like more people talking, but it sounds like distant talking. It's like, it's, as if there were multiple people talking way down that you just happen to be picking up the faintest sound from. As you come within 30 feet of these goblins, both of them are they're your standard green goblins. They seem to both be wearing some kind of patchwork armor. They've got short swords at their side and one is like loosely holding a bow with a quiver on his back. They've both got kind of these these weird leather helmets on their head that seem to be sitting slightly askew. And they they look, the two of them kind of have this patchwork but decent armor and weapons and things. But the helmets almost look like they were mass produced, like there's some kind of affectation that they're wearing. And they, but they don't seem hostile until you get into some clear sight and then they kind of glance at each other. The one that wasn't holding his sword is now kind of just holding onto the hilt and looking at the two of you and is like, uh, uh, yeah, can can we help you? Bernie's gonna bow a little bit. Yeah, that's with, nice. Like, both hands together. Okay, I want to know. I hope, I hope for everyone's sake. So many moons ago, 
There was a government, a state government, I believe, making announcements about some kind of disaster situation. And instead of getting somebody who actually knew American Sign Language, they got somebody who told them they knew American Sign Language. Oh I heard about this. I saw this. This was the worst, best thing ever of all time. Oh, I my know. God. And it like, was so embarrassing. It was the worst. Basically, like, I think they ended up saying, like, just, like, actual gibberish. They had seen enough of or they had enough American Sign Language. It's like, I imagine, like, if I'm speaking French above my level and people are like, huh, those are French words, but they are not the right words. Like... They had words. They just didn't have the right words. So Bernie's going to do that. She's going to do an approximation of sign language based on the, like, two minutes of knowledge that apparently these guys don't speak. Okay. You do that. Do I need to do performance? No. (laughs) (laughs) Or deception? Because they, they watch you in confusion for a moment, and then the one says... Just give us the, the the pass paper. Don't you have? Didn't they give you one? Really? And I start, I start like patting myself, like which pocket did I put it in? And then I like hold up the finger, like hold on. I keep like looking at. I'm like pretending the rifle through the bag of holding. Bernie's gonna go and she's gonna like tap him and she's gonna make like horrible sign language. And in her head, she's going to say, we're going to pretend to get in a fight because you lost the past paper again. Okay. And then I go, okay, I'll, I'll struggle. Like, and I'll gesture, like, I'll do fake hand gesturing. And, and Bernie's going to start, like, instead of American Sign Language, she's going to move into angry Italians. And just, like, <laughs> like, like, she's just going to start just, like, hand gesturing, like, and she's just going to be, like, like, kind of, like, just, like, every fucking time. And she's right. going to, like, Carlton's going to, like, like not audibly whimper, but, like, cower to Bernie. Like, this big seven-foot half-orc beast starts cowering to the little tiny gnome. Bernie's like, make pathetic hand signals. Make pathetic hand signals. And I start <laughs> making pathetic hand signals. And then she's going to end with Captain Picard going, this asshole, and, like, looking at them <laughs> and being like, all right, I need the two of you to roll deception checks. While you are doing that, Jonathan, what are you doing in your invisible glory? I am going to kind of slink behind the goblins. Like, okay. Just like, and I'm going to try and keep more like, like footprints in the shadows. And what I want to try and do, if this goes badly, I want to take my magic musculars, mostly my musculars, and bash their two heads together to knock them out. Okay. I need you to roll a stealth check. And Travancore, what are you doing back with the animal menagerie? Well, Jack, before anything else, is going to say, si scusiamo con la comunità italiana. <laughs> For our Italian listeners at home. Yeah, we, we apologize <laughs> to the Italian community. Travancore wants to make sure he's within range, visible range of, you know, the goblins. So he wants to make sure he's there. If he's not, he'll move up as far as he needs to, to be within range without them spotting him. Okay. I want a clear line of sight to them. You have a clear line of, you don't have clear line of sight, but you're very, you're very far away, but you can see them. Go ahead and roll a perception check for me. Yeah, uh, yeah. So going back around, Carlton Boop. and Bernie. Oh, dear. your deception checks? We both got a 13. 13 Excellent. 13. I love 13. that the two of you are rolling the same thing. It's the best thing ever. Jonathan, what was your stealth check? Am I in range of, of the past without trace still? I'm going to say no, because this was further than 30 feet. Okay. So I have a 16, but I am invisible. You are invisible. And Travancore, what did you get in your perception check? Nine. Okay. You, Travancore, you're, it's it's hard to see these guys. And so, and they're very far away. And you're still kind of up where the angle is is still fairly steep. So you start moving forward with the animal menagerie behind you. Jonathan, you, boop, 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 boop kind of between the two goblins like they're they're hanging out on either side of this cave like kind of covering it and they're really focused on bernie and carlton and whatever it is they're doing so you you just kind of very slowly like if someone was to actively look they'd probably see something but you're on stone floors now so it's not like you're leaving footprints in the dirt so you kind of sneak past them how far past them are you going you're just hanging out next to the goblins. i'm hanging out next to them like i said if if they go, hey, wait a minute, clang. Okay. 
Kabong. So you you sneak, I'm going to say, like five feet behind them, but between the two. And you can now see that the slight curve in this tunnel leads to a, a larger chamber that you can just start to see the, the beginnings of from where you are. And the pale light that you would notice seems to be coming from half of a tent that you can see. Bernie and Carlton, you do this display. And the two goblins are watching you, and every once in a while they side-eye each other, and then they look at you, and then they turn to each other, and the the one with the bow looks at the other and says something. And Travancore, which you hear, is him say, I think Cartooth messed up their brains or something. This is... And then you hear the first one in Goblin say, yeah, but I didn't think that they took half-orcs. I thought that was a, the whole thing. And then the first one in Goblin says, I, I mean, should we just tell them to go away? This this feels wrong and uh, this, this whole thing is going to be wrong. And if we get into a fight with them now, we're going to have to explain it to our superiors. So let's just, let's just shoo them away if Cartooth wants to eat their brains and whatever. I translate in real time for the benefit of the group. Uh, and then, the, so the one with the sword looks at the two of you and in common says, Really? Get, go! Get out of here! No, you, I don't know what you're doing. Just, just go! Bernie and he's smiles like waving you away. a really, really, really big smile. Okay. Jonathan, I will say the, the size of the cavern is large enough. It is going to be very hard for you to, like, knock the two heads together. Like, they're more than five feet away from each other. Travancore, knowing that, readies a bow and arrow, ready to go the one on the left. And he sort of indicates, Jonathan says, oh, to the right, to the right. Bernie's going to walk forward and she's going to start smiling and she's going to like, like, kind of like, I'm an idiot. Like, And then like Carlton the- is like smiling and like giving thanks as he starts <laughs> to move forward too. Like, oh, they said we can go forward. And, and Bernie's going to be like pointing at the entrance and pointing at them and pointing and then and then she's going to do the shitty american sign language it's not really american sign language and like she's going to be like insistently communicating Bernie, like, in the middle of that as you walk forward as you're smiling broadly grinning like an idiot grinning like an idiot the one with the sword gives your mouth a very close look and then says you're not part of the cult you still have your tongue who are you? What the hell are you doing so, here? So instead of clanging their heads together, the one that Travancore isn't going to shoot, I'm going to grab him, like put my mouth over his head, is his, put my hand over his mouth, and just like bear hug him with my medium sized muscular form, and then just fall backward in like a a judo like MMA hold. So okay, so and this is- Bernie's going to when he says that she's going to um. Hail Tiamat! And she's going to cast silence. Okay. Jonathan, so so you're probably going after the one that just talked because you said to go, that Travancore should shoot the one on the right with the bow. So this is the one with the sword that was talking to Bernie. I need you to make a... So this is going to be an opposed grapple check. I'll give you advantage because he doesn't know you're there. Oh, so... shit. It's, at, it's just my attack, right? It's like... It's your athletics versus his athletics or acrobatics, and you get advantage because he doesn't know you're there. Okay. You should have suplexed him. So what did you get? (laughs) I got a 10. Excellent. You reach out to grab this thing, and it's weird because you can't see your arms. Oh, God. (laughs) You go to grab him, but you kind of whiff with one of your arms because it's like you have spatial awareness, but it's just putting you off. And so this thing feels the one <laughs> arm kind of go to grab it and it goes, nah, and it dodges out of the way and out of your grasp. All right. All right. Travancore, do you still want to shoot? Yeah, I'm shooting the other one. And I'm doing my sharpshooter feet because I'm far away enough that it's worth a shot. Oh, okay. Pun, you go sorry. ahead and shoot and then we'll get to Bernie and then I guess we'll roll initiative. <laughs> All right. Damn it. It's still an 18. So that does hit. So that's the one with the bow. Oh, I get to add a ton of damage now. Well, he's dead. <laughs> here we go and that's gonna do 18 damage how do you kill this goblin oh yes all right travancore is pretty excited he's like animal apparition alpha he's the handler he's back there he's just waiting for his moment to to be the hero or whatever and he's kind of talking to the animals just in common like not really bothering to speak with animals he's like all right and this is what you do 
Jonathan gets him. Great. If not, I do this. <laughs> I fire the arrow. <laughs> and I kill the, the goblin immediately. And hopefully the animal menagerie proofs. Coco Suits. Okay. Like, oh, oh, that was quite gruesome. Effective. But oh, oh my. Me, Bucks? Ooh. Yeah, Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then Coco Snoot says, oh, oh my. And Coco Snoot looks and says, better, but that is how you sound. <laughs> so Travancore with precision and accuracy you just right through one of the eyes of this goblin he falls to the ground immediately dead Bernie you were casting silence I believe yeah Bernie was going to cast silence so they can't scream out to their companions okay well one of them is currently dead uh, the silence that's a bubble if I remember correctly right 20 foot radius so I'll say that you see that you wait long enough to see Jonathan, whether Jonathan is successful in his grapple so that you also see this other one get arrowed and dead. And so you can place this. So it's right on top of this guy. And so you cast silence and it goes and starts to talk and nothing comes out. And then it sees its friend go down with an arrow to the eye. And you see it basically freak out and go to draw its sword as it's turning to run. Carlton, you're the only one who hasn't had a chance to do anything yet. Would you like to do anything at this moment? Carlton, I suggest killing it. Oh, uh, I'm going to like football tackle it. Like I'm literally going to sprint after it and dive to like tackle him to the ground and hold him there. All right, I need you to make a grapple check. So do your uh, athletics. Yours is probably going to be a little better than mine. All right, it's close. It's super close. Uh, but you managed to grab it by the ankles as you, you do this dive tackle. And the two of you go down into the stone. You hear it go, ah! uh, as as it's Dude, managed to does run- he know? Yeah, well, so your your silence was a 20-foot sphere. So basically when Carlton tackled and grabbed its ankles, its head managed to get far enough out of the silence. You hear I, you I, do I hear it. goes, reel him in, reel him in. And jo- Jonathan the Magic Monster goes, ah! It just like dives on top of him. Like just, we're gang Bug tackling pile. here. All right. You do you manage. Hear, uh- you hear the, ah! <laughs> in the call. All right, I'll, I'll say between all of you, uh, what you, what you hear is it ah, as it lands, and then you hear it go what the as you pull it back into the silence. And between all of you, you're able to sit on this thing. You have a, a squirming goblin under all of you. What would you like to do? Let's not kill this one. Let's. Uh, do we want to bring it back or let's just put it in the bag of holding? No, that'll kill it eventually. Let's just let's just punch him until he doesn't uh, until he's knocked out. As you continue to uh, have this conversation in your head, Travancore, you're coming forward with your animal menagerie. The goblin is frantically trying to get away. Jonathan and Carlton make perception check. Uh-oh. Since the two of you are the main people holding this thing down. Carlton got a 20. Jonathan the Magimuscular got a 10. Excellent. Jonathan, you're still grappling this goblin when invisible, because I think greater invisibility, that that's the one that does not go away when you make an attack, right? That one does not go away, although that it is only God, last a minute. That must my... be the scariest fucking thing. You got an orc on your ankles, but there's some goddamn... <laughs> there's a there's big muscular else. man, like, <laughs> yeah. manhandling you. Giant invisible thing groping you, and you can't scream for help. This is like... So goddamn traumatizing that I just assumed they'd pass out from fear at this point. <laughs> this goblin is obviously panicked and freaking out. And Jonathan, you are doing your best to hold it down while still invisible, while still grappling with the fact that you cannot see any of the body parts you are trying to use to grapple this thing. So it's a very odd experience. Carlton... You are having a much more normal experience. You're kind of used to this. Yeah, this is, this is like a normal d- Saturday for Carlton. You are also holding onto this thing's legs, and so you're looking up at its head, and you notice that the cap that it was wearing comes off. And there's like this weird silver lining on the inside of this cap. And as soon as it comes off, 
the thing seems more freaked out about the fact that the cap is off than the fact that there is this weird thing on top of you. And you can see that its arms are immediately reaching for, like, it's trying, still trying to get it away, but it's also trying to grab the hat. It's got a tinfoil hat to protect it from the... You from the brain didn't. things, from the like the Balhaneth or the mind suckers, what are you, know, you guys whatever those are in our in our very telepathic head? Oh yeah, and then Carlton, because I'm assuming I have a greater reach than the goblin. With like one hand, I pull the goblin back, while the other, I reach over him for the tinfoil hat helmet, and I put the tinfoil hat helmet on my head. The moment has finally come. It does not fit on your head, Carlton. Oh, it is a goblin-sized weird hat. And it is too small for your head. Can Bernie wear it? Bernie could wear it. Bernie, tie it, to, tie it, tie it on my head with the rope. It's basically just sitting like on top of its head. It's like a, it's like a, it's, it's just sitting like a cup on top of his head. Now I have to weigh. Bernie has to weigh the ridiculousness of a tinfoil hat that actually works to protect you against something that's trying to invade your mind, and how beautifully ridiculous it will be to tie it on top of Carlton's head and pretend like it's gonna still work. It is. It does seem to be leather on the outside. It looks like the inner lining of it is some sort of of. It it almost looks like pounded metal. Like you would think this would be armor, uh, like an armored helmet, but it is definitely lining the inside of this hat. Meanwhile, as the goblin sees this, it eventually stops struggling and is panting and is trying to speak, but obviously the silence is still up. What would you like to do? Travancore, you've walked up and you can see all of this happening. Your animal companions are behind you. Is there a way for me to just fire an arrow and does Disney not allow lethal damage to knock him out that way? I would say Carlton smacking the crap out of him would probably be more effective. I'd say yes, except that with Jonathan invisible on top of him, and you oh, would know yeah. this, yeah. and Carlton grappling him, it would be incredibly difficult to pull that off. You think there's a good chance you might actually get jonathan in the process i mean i could get him because i'm that good but why risk it they situations you do well in hand and this thing is still panicked under these bodies like (laughs) can i mosey over to the dead one and grab his hat absolutely all right travancore gets himself a a thought thought (laughs) get yourself a a magneto helmet wait hold on put it on if you put it on can you still hear us oh let me um, travancore puts it on and i want to see if i can communicate it with my head or not you still can yay yay okay you hear yays from multiple sources. Gets Magneto helmet. And the, the goblin is like just tensed under you looking freaked out. I don't know. Do we just go ahead and kill him? We didn't want to. Not someone... Info. He has info. Yeah, but uh. then I'd have to list silence and he'll yell and his companions will come. But then, yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk to him and he might yell. We'll have to go back up to the cabin. Not cabins. we gag him. Gag him. Or we put him, Adam to Rory's telepathic bond. Talk to him that way. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. No. This this has merit. You can drop Coco Snoop from the call and add him. Oh, I'm adding. I'm dropping Bucks. I'm sorry. He's been insufferable today. Can you add and subtract people from the call after it's been cast? No. I would have to recast it, though. But since I can cast it as a ritual, we can take Homeboy, walk back up, because I think I have to, I think I, it's going to, I don't think I can cast it while in silence. Let me confirm, let me actually confirm that. Hang on. Is it a, got a, is it got a verbal component? If it has a verbal component, you can't. That's, yeah. that's what I'm checking. Yeah, it's got a verbal component. So I would need to. You need 10 minutes and a place where you can talk. Uh, right. 10 minutes to do all that. Like, but at that it. point, why don't we just gag him and talk to him out of earshot? If we have to take him up out of earshot anyway. Yeah. To cast the bond. Yeah, that's I did, We did true. kill his friend, though. How willing is he going to be to talk to us? That's motivation to talk. All right. Hold on. Okay. That's fine. Let's do this. We are going to, once again, check our, check our sadism. Let's resolve that we're not going to kill this, this goblin unless absolutely necessary. And maybe maybe he lives through this. Trevor, of course, kicking himself for not designated that first arrow as non-lethal damage. But, ah, well. Well, you acted, and I mean, it, it's as fine as it's going to be. We can't, we can't do anything about it now. But um, this goblin, I think we can maybe be able to save. But you're right. Let's go up. Let's take him up and question him. All right. So you're gagging him and then pulling him back up the the tunnel. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I assume on the way, uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular decloaks. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, somewhere in this conversation because it only lasts a minute. So detecting I... a surge of tetrion particles. Tetrion particles. <laughs> How do you gag this thing, this goblin? Just rope, I guess. Like a little bit of uh, Carlton's hemp and rope probably would work, right? Yeah, we mummify him. We mummify him up to the like his nose. All right, with rope. Bernie, how long does silence last? That is such a good question. Ten minutes. Oh. Okay. Then no, you have enough time in where you can tie this goblin up and gag him and then pull him back up. As soon as he's out of the silence, you hear uh, very softly kind of under his, his breath, you hear, <laughs> as you drag him up. Um, how far away would you like to go from where you have left the body of the other one? Uh, Jonathan asks me, like, one moment, and he goes and grabs the body of the other one. Okay. And then Carlton holds open the bag. We're burying this guy later. We're Wait, not gonna, under, under the his stars. Skull, his what? skull is not going to adorn any gardens. We're going to treat this this fallen foe maybe with respect after we're done. Right, Carlton? Yes, but we need to get the we need to get the corpse out of here. Okay. Toss. All right. <laughs> oh god. Body of a goblin in the bag of holding. I know. I'm not. Jonathan the Mad Muscular so not okay with that. But... Bernie's not really. That's not. Um, Carlton, she says in a telepathic bond, we can't desecrate the dead. We need. I was saying to bury it up under the stars. Yeah, we can put we it. We can't leave it here to rot. In the bag, just for ease of transport, then take him out as soon as possible. Uh, okay. Yeah, just temporary. This is a temporary internment until. I, I Here. I go, I go up to Bernie, and I hold out my pinky. Mm-hmm. And then, do sh- and she takes it, I assume. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then, w- and then as her pinkies are locked, I say, when we get out of this, when we go to the surface, I will dump the body. And that's done. We'll bury him. We're gonna bury him. I will remove him from the bag. Trevor holds his pinky out because he's never seen this before, and he thinks it's a team thing. Aww. Oh, Bernie's gonna pinky promise with uh, Carlton and then step back for a Travancore to pinky promise with Carlton. I don't know what I'm doing, but it feels great. It means if you break this, I get to take your pinky. No, oh. that's not what it means. It means if Carlton well. breaks it, we're gonna be in serious trouble. Not only with me. This is all in our brains, by the way. Not only with me, but with my goddess. Well, I'm not messing with Queen Bay. No way. That's not a fight I want to pick. Precisely. All right, and you all watch as Carlton then puts this goblin body into the bag of holding. You also notice that this whole time, since this has all been happening in your head, the alive goblin that you've bound and gagged has been watching you with growing horror as you all just staring. Yes, and I've been, I've been like dead eye staring him as I'm putting the body in. So I don't, he doesn't know that I'm being like considerate with the body, but I'm just like dead eye stare, like and... slowly putting the body in. There was this moment of all of you staring at each other, and then you shook pinkies, and then you stuck the body of a goblin inside of a bag. Yep. All right, so back to the surface. Oh, my God. All the way to the surface, or are you just going... We're just going up a little bit so we can talk to him. Well, I thought, like, because up a little bit is back to Bahana territory outside. Well, not that much of a little bit. We're going back to... Yeah, like somewhere between. Yeah, we went a ways from the Bahamut place to get down here. Yeah, we're not going up to Bahamut. We'll go halfway Bal- there. Bel Belhaneth. Bahamut is a is a god. You don't want to go all the way there's, up there. There's yeah, there's a Bahamut. Don't want to go there's up there. Bahamut, and then there's Baphomet. You Those say Bahamut. I say. Oh, no, I'm done. I'm done. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game available on Steam, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast. It is so much fun to put together a formation that includes champions from Companions of the Hall, Dice Camera Action, C-Team, Force Grey, and even more. It's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. And speaking of chests... Thanks to the fine folks who made Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest for the Steam version of the game to all of our listeners. Now this code expires on March 31st, 2019 at 8pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up the game, go to the shop, and type in this code. S-I-C-H-V-O-L-A-K-I-P-P-S-H-I-R. So use that code 
and then let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. Okay, I'll say you go, that you are able to go like halfway up, you know, a, a good minute out of the way so that you're far enough away that if there were any other creatures by back where you encountered these two goblins that you should be able to talk without too much issue. And it, it gets dragged along semi-willingly. It looks horrified this whole time. It's just wide-eyed. And <laughs> All right, I, I say in Goblin, the death of your colleague was regrettable. Are you going to ungag him? Not yet. Okay. I'm going to wait till I got the go-ahead from the rest of the team. Um, look, friend, we didn't, we just, we're looking for a thing. We're not here to kill anyone. I know it doesn't look like that, and I know I bet you're pretty surprised that I can speak, right? Because that was some good sign language. <laughs> still bound, still just wide-eyed staring at all of you. I think this is where Birdie casts calm and I think that is okay, an excellent yeah, idea. That's perfect. I love it. This is all right, this is wonderful. Out what, What's the save for calm emotions? It's not a really high level spell, is it? It's a uh, well, your save DC is just second level the same spell. thing. Oh, no matter I'm what. I'm just making sure. I, okay, and my spell save DC is a 17. And what what does he need to roll to resist? Charisma. Uh huh. That'd be a 15. Is that an area effect or a target? All right. Each humanoid in a 20-foot radius centered on a point which you choose must make a charisma saving throw. A creature can choose to fail the saving throw if it wishes. If a creature fails the throw, choose one of the following effects. You can suppress any effect targeting the target to become charmed or frightened. Alternatively, you can make the target indifferent about creatures of your choice that it is hostile towards. This indifference ends if the target is attacked or harmed by a spell. When the spell ends, the creature becomes hostile again, unless the GM rules otherwise. Wow. So Carlton fails and is, like, getting super chill. All right. Dravencore? Oh, I, oh, I fail. I fail all the way. That's a two, but that's two. a natural one. That's a natural one. Dravencore. Oh, no. You want to go get high? How calm are you? You know, one time, Dravencore's dad, the Raja, got really mad at him and said, sometimes I think you want to fail. And the Dravagor thinks, that actually sounds really nice. I want to fail. <laughs> I love it. Jonathan, what'd you roll? I rolled a 19. Okay, so Jonathan and, and Bernie are the only ones who are does not Does Bernie calm. need to roll? Does it say you and any creatures, or does it say any creatures within 20 feet of you? Each humanoid, centered on the point I choose. Uh, then I need you to roll. Okay, it's charisma. Is it concentration? It's charisma. Oh, no, oh is, is it, it con- concentration? Uh, yeah, it is concentration. So I guess I wouldn't roll because otherwise it would break your con. Yeah, yeah. I guess I know then. It would weird, be I weird mean, with your concentration we if you suddenly had it were calm. That one time where I chose to fail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's probably a, a real answer to that, but I'm going to say because it's, and I've probably ruled differently in the past, but I'm going to say in this moment because it is concentration that no, you do not have to roll. Okay, this creature still looks frightened but it is no longer quivering in fear it is no longer freaked out all right travancore is gonna move before he moves the uh the rope so he can talk he's gonna say look hey guy i want to hold on to this good feeling as long as i can so if you could avoid screaming or yelling i'd greatly appreciate it and he moves the rope down and the goblin doesn't say anything it just is staring at all of you hi so uh my name is tiamat it's an interesting coincidence, I know, but we're actually not related, and my parents had a really bad sense of humor, but I lean into it. This is Muscle Magic Man. Hi. I channel Razzo. Hi. <laughs> Roller skates and all. We have some questions for you about the weirdo cult. Deke, want to answer some questions about the weirdo cult? And anything they might have in their possession. I don't think I have a choice. Well, you do. Because we could sit here in the chill-out zone. But you could also answer some of our questions. And we'll help you cover up this whole mess. You will not get in trouble with your boss. There will be no docked wages. But you killed Gurney. I did not kill Gurney. That was... I was... Did you not... The sign language. Yeah, why were you doing that? 
Well. <laughs> Funny story. It's an interesting story. Do you want to tell us about the cult? You mean the the crazy minotaur human guys? The... Yeah, those people. What's up with them? They're weird, huh? Yeah. I mean, we trade with them a little bit, and most of them get eaten by Cartooth or by the, the scary tentacle guys. Oh, hold on. So we thought Cartooth was the weird tentacle guy. Well, he's got tentacles, yeah, but he's... No, nah, he 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 works for the the crazy tentacle guys that live down below. So there's more question, Pregunta. Um, Cartooth, what does he look like? Is he big and furry, mostly a mouth? Yeah, you 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 came from that way. You wanted, yeah, you went through his his lair. Didn't he ask you for information to pass? Well, he did ask us for information, and then he tried to bite my friend. Well, that's what happens if you don't give him information for passing through his house we, we that's why we don't go that way because wait a minute so hold on just so um uh yeah. jonathan the mad muscular uh, magical uh ma- awesome strategies here uh so in order to pass through all we needed to do was tell him something and he would let us yeah didn't he ask for information do you he usually just sort of called us tasty morsels and implied that information or not it was dinner time oh fuck us okay that's well, fine no it's okay we're moving on um so we're tentacle guys is it still alive because like that's how we know that we're not going to get attacked but i guess if you're here it's oh, probably dead no he is not dead okay he just in there. a lot of pain i bit him back He's very badly hurt yeah. Um, okay. Weird we tentacle guys. shouldn't go up that way anymore because he's probably going to be pissed. He yeah. will be angry for a while. Okay. He will be about uh, 150 to 200 hit points worth of angry. However, if you tell him... Oh, I'm not going to... No. That I'm... one of my middle names is Janet, it might help. I'm not, I'm not going to go up there, no. What's we, your name, we'll... friend? Uh, the scraps. scraps scraps that's a good name that is a good name do you have any more names or just the one just just the one okay one is good one is good i can understand some cultures just like one name that's so interesting all choices everyone makes choices the tentacle guys down below what do you uh-huh. what are what are they are they more like the the the, the hairy tentacle guy or are they different no they're different they're the thing that the that cartooth like they made him. They made Cartooth, and we try to avoid those guys because they're nasty. Yeah, that sounds nasty. So they're like they're people, but with do they have little tentacle mouths like this? And Jonathan actually does this, and Bernie just does it. She doesn't know what she's doing. She just goes. And for our listeners at home, what exactly are you doing? Jonathan the Magic Muscular is taking his palm to his mouth and then inverting it so his fingers are below his chin, and then wiggling his fingers. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, so they look like some sort of creature from Love- Lovecraftian horror. Or another. Exactly. If I go like this, I look like a horus. Scraps the goblin nods and says, well, I-, I haven't seen one myself, but yeah, that's, that's, I, I hear there's, that's what they look like. Oh, fuck us. That, it- uh, Jonathan <laughs> says that in the call. <laughs> jo- Bernie says in the call, she says, is a mind flare? Yeah. Oh. Multiple ones, apparently. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, that makes sense with Cartooth. Mm. So are you just here to trade with us? Or are you oh. like going after the, the the cult? Or are you, are you, were you trying to kill Cartooth? Why are you, why are you here? Going why? after the what? The, the cult. The, you said you were here to go after the, the Minotaur guys and the, the, you know, the crazy cult people. And, or are you here for, I mean, were you here to go after Cartooth? Or we're going to level with your friendo. We are here for something the cult stole. Destroying the cult is a secondary to tertiary objective, but really, listen, pal, if you, Jonathan the Magimuscular is actually going to pause and review his spells because he wants to know how many things he can teleport. While he pauses and, and does that, uh, Scraps is going to look over at the rest of you and say, so, so what, like... I mean, we we sometimes trade with them, but you know they don't have anything really valuable. It's mostly just random 
shit, you know? And then sometimes the Minotaurs tell us information and, and stuff. It's mostly just to stay out of the way of the, the crazy tentacle guys and the, the, the dragons. It's nothing you, major. You, you said mostly, nothing... which and is interesting. Wait, well, well, you didn't say entirely. Well, no, they have some money and stuff, some gold. It's... Whoa, 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 wait a minute. What dragons? He gives you this look, and he kind of cocks his head a little bit, and through the calm emotions, he says, you didn't know about the the dragons? And you didn't know about the... Didn't you talk to Cartooth at all? We did. He told us about little dragons, but this is the layer of a white dragon, and it was just a singular white dragon, a single white dragon. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That that one died a while ago. That that one that was dead. Uh, last time we came here, it was dead, and the time before that, it was still alive. So that would have been like, uh, hundred and fifty years, something like that. So it's been dead a while, but like the the couple little ones that are still hanging around trying to finish the tunnel are still here, although they're they're boring and they don't really children? Question mark. No, no, we don't know exactly what they are, but aren't children supposed to be, like, with dragons, don't they make children that are the same color as them? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, what color do. are these ones? One of them is black and one of them's green, and they're not dragons, really. They're kind of like, they're kind of like those dragon people, I guess. Cobalt? I don't know. Dra- like like dragonborn? Dragon? Like half dragon, half human? No, no, not not kobolds. Screw those guys. Those guys suck. You know, they all left once. Uh, once Sekret left, once Sekret died, all the kobolds left. No, these are like your size. And he looks at Carlton. So half dragons or, or, or dragonborn? Oh, dragonborn. It's the bo- boring dragon humanoids that are making a tunnel. Interesting. And then yeah, we trade with them sometimes when they dig up some of of Sekret's treasure because it's mostly down there. Okay, so if they would have t- the cult would have come back recently with something. It could look like a piece of shit, but because that's friend, like an instrument. It might look like an instrument, musical instrument. I uh, they they're kind of in and out of here all the time. I mean, sure. So is is this whose island is this? Is this your island? No, we're, we the whole tribe basically wanders around down down below in the underdark, and this is just one of our stops. Oh. You haven't you haven't heard about the Smelly Tent Tribe? Uh, no. Oh, not Smelly until Tent today. Tribe. No, I've never heard of you. Yeah, we we do. We're a trading caravan. We're just we do a circuit, and we we used to come here when. Uh, well, I've been told. I mean, I wasn't alive when it happened because you know it's not like I was alive when the when the ancient dragon was here. But like we come and trade and chat and give information, and then when it died, we came back. And then there was this this weird human cult thing, uh, but they would trade because the, the minotaurs would trade because the, they seemed kind of cool. And then and then so when we left and came back again, we thought, oh, you know, we'll, we'll filk these minotaur for all they're worth and everything. And now there's like, we can't leave because there's the the scary tentacle guys and there's these two dragons and and Cartooth is just like super pissed. Yeah, Cartooth's a problem. Here, I what if I made. I don't know if you can speak for your tribe, and that's okay if you can't. No, no, that, no, that, no, 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 no. What if we no. got rid of the scary tentacle guys and you could leave? Yeah, that'd be great because we don't want to. We're running out of things to trade, and and the the there's only so much we could do to stay away from the scary tentacle guys. And if you could get rid of them, that'd be really nice. That'd be really cool. They might even forgive the fact that you killed Gurney. Yeah, we were, we, that is not, um, that was an accident. He fell. He tripped and fell on an arrow. And, and Scraps looks right at Travancore, like, really? Is that the, like, are, he's giving you a look even through the calm emotions that says, are you going to go along with this bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> like, so you killed wait. him with one arrow. <laughs> you saw it happen. Okay, so we've got a couple of options. We can help you. Help get rid of the tentacle guys. I don't know that we could take on the entire cult. How many tentacle guys are there? Uh, I I don't know. You'd have to you'd have to talk to someone else that knows a little bit more. I don't I don't. Can you get us in touch with someone in charge that won't hurt us? And also, do those helmets of yours work on the tentacle guys? Uh, we're trying sometimes. You know, if the ones that get 
the ones that get taken are just gone and sometimes there's these it, it mostly they're mostly going after the the other the the humans that are hanging out with the minotaur because they seem to be a little easier to catch and they go after them and then they come and so we've been able to you know hold them off and so you guys kind of live separately right you have the smelly tent clan you have the cultists somewhere else in the cavern and then you have the tentacle guys wandering around yeah yeah no we don't no we don't live with them that would be creepy yeah. Yeah. Okay. We mostly really just wanted. Creepy. Yeah. Anyone. We tried to chat with them when we first got here, tried to do some training, but everybody that went down there to go talk to them never came back. And then we just, they ended up coming back, but they were different. What is, uh, what is the, the goblin that we killed? What was his name again? I'm sorry. Gertie. His name Gertie. was Gertie. Yeah. Listen, we feel real bad about Gertie. We honestly do. We're not bad people. We just make bad decisions sometimes. So if you can help us get, maybe get closer or even infiltrate that cult so that we can get what we're looking for, or at least maybe root around for it, we can help each other. Maybe you help us do that, and we get rid of those tentacle guys for you. Well, I mean, I- I'm not the one you want to talk to. I'm not in charge of anything. I was just, I was just, it was just me and Gurney were supposed to be here keeping, you know, we had a, kind of this weird deal with the cult where they come through, and they would just, you know, we'd let them come through, and we wouldn't bother them too much. And they had these pieces of paper that were supposed to have like a, a passcode on it. And they just go. And then they go through the camp and go down to where wherever they are down below. They're in like a different section. What was the passcode? Uh, it's just a piece of paper that has the, the chieftain's handwriting on it. It's oh. nothing special. But they can't talk. All their tongues are cut out. So Yeah, that's weird. Um, they're also all, they're all basically humans and they all wear the same robe and they're constantly like their mouths are bleeding. It's disgusting. I, and I don't know what, like, I don't know why y'all thought that you, that, that was just weird. Yeah, we, we have no idea. Yeah, Sorry. I, Wait. That was a shot in the dark. I, I remember the phrase bilking idiots. So I don't think you're, you're married too much to the idea of working with these guys. No, we basically just, we, it's like we trade with them and we, they just need random shit and then they always seem to have some, some gold or, you know, they go up to the surface and they can bring back food and stuff and then they keep Cartooth busy because no, none of us want to go talking to Cartooth. Now, Scraps, you said you were from the Underdark, right? From way below, yeah. We have a, like a Do route. you know Flumpbro? He's from the Underdark too. Who? Flumpbro. I don't know any Flumps. Oh. Well, he's from the same neighborhood, so. Not a... Not everyone, not everyone knows or identifies as a, what Flumfro is, but I appreciate your moxie. Have you ever been to the Underdark? It's kind of big. Yeah, no, it's the, it's huge. It's massive. It's like crazy big. All right, Scraps. I think we have the beginning of a... Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular believes in his masculinely muscular heart that we have the beginnings of a deal here. But yes, if you could take us to your leader. And again, we do apologize for Gertie here. We uh, Are you going to keep him in that... That bag, because that's no, seemed... no, 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 no. We just wanted to get him out of the way. If well, you... No, it preserves the body. If you want him, well, uh, Carlton. It's like FEMA. Hit, hit it, hit. That that hit seems it. gross. What are yeah. you preserving no, it no, for? No, no, we just look. We were gonna bury him up top, but if you have something that you'd like to do with uh with his remains, that's fine. We don't want to. We don't want to assume anything. Um, but we have him. We can give him back. It's just we needed to be expeditious. We're sorry. Jonathan the Man of Muscular apologize. I apologize, too. I do, too. Scraps, you said that the people with no tongues had robes. What yeah. do those robes look like? Describe uh, them in as best detail as you can. <laughs> too burny here. Dark, long, bloodstained. Bloodstained, okay. Do they have a okay. color? Like, is it yeah, brown? Color? Is it black? Uh, dark stuff, black, brown. Right. I think the one had, like, a dark blue. They're not... I don't. I don't think they like make anything. I think they just scavenge stuff, and they're gotcha. always like dirty and smelly and disgusting. So then I I go into the bag and I go, "Hat of the skies," and I put it on and I like think of human, no tongue, bloody mouth, blood. You mean you spend an hour attuning to it? I know, and I'm then, not unattuned. Uh, once you put it in the bag of holding, is that meaning becomes- unattuning? Yes, because remember when you put the cursed sword in the bag of holding, oh, that's how that's right. you got Jonathan unattuned. Because technically the bag of holding is an interdimensional space that is a different plane of reality than all of you. We also don't want to look like a cultist when we're trying to treat with the goblins. Right, but if we need to then go to the cultist, I'll know what they look like. 
Right. But yeah, and that's that's a later plan, Carlton. Well, I didn't realize that. I thought it still worked. I, I would put the hat on. I was like, oh, I, it's, I got I to gotta recharge the batteries. I was thinking that he could tell me what it looked like while we were here. What what exactly do you want from me? And are are you going to let me go? We're not going to kill you, Scraps. We would just like us to take you to your leader. All right. You're going to untie me first? Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. And uh, Scraps, let's let's work on a on a let's start building a relationship here. We're going to untie you and we just really don't we don't want you to run away, man. Just take just lead us that lead us to uh your settlement and then we'll go from there. Make a persuasion check. I really need to roll this Can Bernie well. help? Some t- uh, I don't think anyone can help. I almost gave him disadvantage, but we're just going to do a straight persuasion. Twelve. He looks at you and kind of looks at everybody and, and nods and is like, all right, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll bring it there. Insight. Why would you be rolling an insight, Jonathan? Because. Sure, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead and roll an insight. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, distinguished adventurers of all ages, Jonathan, what'd you just roll on your insight? I rolled a one, which translates into, into a, a one. Three. Hey, <laughs> what, why do you fail miserably? So I'm not going to say that you fail miserably to read this goblin. What do you perceive? What do you intuit? Jonathan the Magimuscular just really is inscrutable. He's not getting... He Jonathan the Magimuscular wants to believe this goblin. And then, because he does genuinely feel bad about Gertie. He was very hurty. That's Gertie. <sighs> not, he's, his name is Gurney. So, Gurney. Okay. Oh, so, Gurney, uh, he real, feels real bad about Gurney. Yeah. And so, he really wants to believe that this this goblin is going to help him because we've been nice to him. Bernie, can Bernie insight check? Because she's trying to fit, like, she's the only other person that hasn't been calm, calmed emotion. Because she's, I feel like she is very... She's worried about this, so I feel like she would be looking out for a lie. Yeah, I, I was gonna say no, but I think the argument of you're the only person not calmed emotions beside Jonathan is is a decent reason to let you roll as well. Bernie, the low roll, the first roll's a nine. Okay, yeah, goblins. He still looks like worried, even with the calm emotions. You, you did just kidnap him, kill his friend, and drag him. So the calm emotions is basically keeping him sane and able to talk to all of you so because of that and like it's really hard to read so but yeah bernie's gonna try her own convincing well hold on a second travancore what were you saying so i don't know if travancore knows enough about healing and because it's a new thing that he has with cure wounds i think with enemy combatants or whatever once they're dead they're dead you can't bring them back or give them hit points or anything right that is the rules as written yes but and and even if that wasn't the case, it's been like 10 minutes, yeah, sure. he would have bled out by now. Also, uh, he's in a bag of holding right. and technically can't breathe. Yeah, yeah, nuts. I wish Thrivencore thought earlier, like, I wonder if I could bring him back, but probably can't. I'm not going to waste a diamond on that, sorry. <laughs> Bernie just wants to try her own, like, she's, like, really unsure, because she's like, I don't really know anything goblins. And she like maybe I should try to, like, say something else persuasive to him. Can Thrivencore do, like, a a, I don't know, a history or culture check on goblins. He knows the language. I'm not sure how much he actually knows about goblins, aside from his research in terms of what their cultural rights are and things that he can say that would encourage trust. I mean, it's hard to do for any culture where you just killed one of them with their best friend. Granted. That's that's the, the, the rub. All of you are pretty well, like, if you were in this goblin shoes. Uh, yeah. Travancore, are you, are you proficient in history? I am. Oh, actually, I am. I will let you roll a history check. Sweet. All right. Since you speak goblin and are proficient in history. 14. You haven't really met any underdark goblins. You've All the ones you know are on the surface. It's hard to tell. They are, they do develop familiar relations and are friendly with each other and are not necessarily all, you know, dismissive of, of each other. But, you know, if you're, if it thinks that it's in its best interest to do what you're asking, it's, you know... It's probably gonna do what you want. But it's hard to tell. Bernie, what were you gonna say to this goblin? Bernie's gonna say luck. She wants to try to persuade him. She's say luck. We're really sorry about your friend. That was, uh... And she looks over at Travancore and she goes, Poor judgment. And she's going to venture into racism. Uh, and she's gonna say, You know how elves and goblins can be. Hey. 
Damn. And she's she's gonna say, you know how elves can be when it comes to goblins. That doesn't excuse it, but I mean, it's a little hard to control. Bertie, do you believe that? Bernie wants him to believe she believes it. But you don't believe. No. So I need you to roll a deception check. Okay. What's my deception? Okay. God, let's hope I roll good. 18. Okay. <laughs> Shit, so you now say this. believes it. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let the others, uh, they've known you longer, so I'll let them decide. Bernie's like, in her head, she's like, guys, guys, stunt. no, this is real. I'll say th- this is the last bits of Rory's telepathic bond is you get Bernie saying, I, this is not real, this is not real. And so as that fades, and and to avoid the uh, everybody continuing to roll persuasion checks and deception checks over and over and over again, I'm going to say that the goblin just, he nods and he's like, yeah, I mean... Just, just untie me, because if you go marching, I mean, if you go marching with me and, you know, like this, they're all just going to think you're crazy and attack you. That's, that's true. That's true. And we'll untie you. And if you want, we'll, if you give us helmets to protect us, we'll get the tentacle things. I, I mean, I just got the one that you took from me and my friends. So, I mean, that's that's all I got. You got to talk to other people about crafting those. But, like, can, can you just... can you just? Yeah, Jonathan the Mensch Muscular starts untying it. Travancore takes off his fancy Manita helmet, realizing it might not be the best look if he's looking to endear himself with the rest of the goblins. He'll take it back and very quickly put it back on his head and kind of adjust it a little bit and, like, brush himself off a little bit. And as the calm emotions are starting to go away, as the Rarys telepathic bond finally goes away as as everybody kind of is back to normal you see this thing you see this goblin <sighs> all right uh follow me and it starts to walk back towards down the path away from cartooth the bellhanneth do you follow it yeah yeah i follow yeah, it we do okay you follow it to where this encounter first happened, around the corner. Uh, the goblin does not run, but seems to be staying in front of you and is Fair. doing its best not to be, let's say, within five feet of anybody. Uh, and you all notice this. I'll let you decide what you do. But it's definitely like making sure it might be a little more than arm's length. But it doesn't run and it stays walking. And as you round this curve and go down a little bit further jonathan where you just originally seen one tent like a half of a tent it starts to open up in this cavern before you massive cavern 150 feet uh tall hundreds of feet wide just sprawled out in front of you stalactites and stalagmites hanging from the the ceiling and the floor and amongst the the rubble and the stones dozens of tents spread out in fairly neat rows and you see dozens and dozens of goblins bugbears on one side you could swear you might see ah you're you're not quite sure what that is over there you hear animals and you smell cooking and you see commerce going on. And as some of the goblins that are nearby, you see that there's there's a tent nearby that has a couple more of these guards in the, the regalia with these helmets on. And they all turn to look at you kind of curiously. Uh, and you notice that this is this is a whole tribe down here. There are families. There's there seems to be just a whole town before you. We'll pause there. And next time. As you enter the tribe of the Smelly Tent Tribe and have a chat with some people and see whether you can smooth over relations after killing somebody. One very important thing, last check before we go. All right. Does it actually smell? Oh, yeah. It's a riot. It's bad. It is. It's not bad. It is a riot of smells that you would expect in an open market. Some good, some bad. You can smell cooking and poop. You can smell animals and spices. You can smell unwashed and washed. Like it's it's a it's a open air market of smells. And not all of it's bad, but not all of it's good. And most of it's goblin. And with that, we'll pause. I'm gonna give you some experience for <laughs> Whew, that went in some directions. Okay. Yeah. For guidance from Bernie to help Carlton get a Belhaneth out of his head, for greater invisibility to sneak, 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 for pegging a goblin from pretty far away in in one shot, 
You're so proud of yourself. It, listen, whether or not you decide that was a good idea, it was super cool. It was, it was a like, great shot. It was, it was a great shot. I think shot. everyone yeah. can agree that. Everyone can agree. Great shot. And of course, Goblin in a Bag, which is still in your bag, is going to give you a total of, uh, and this will also include from last week, since I didn't give you any experience last time, you get a total of 6,500 experience to split between the four of you. And next time, we'll have a chat with the goblins of the Smelly Tent Tribe. Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dungeondrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Tier patrons. Thank you Megan, Linnea Boyev, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.